I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, what do you got there? This is the new Ping G430 Max 10K driver. It's next level. I'll tell you, it's so impressive. We all know that Ping help you play your best. I've been using them for years. I wouldn't use anything else. In fact... This new driver, it's Ping's straightest and highest moment of impact driver ever. Holy moly. So on the course, what's that going to mean? How's it going to help golfers? Well, to put it simply, it means people are going to be hitting longer, straighter, and they're going to absolutely crack their drives off the tee. I could talk about it all day. It's that good. But the best thing to do if you want to check out how impressive Ping's new G430 Max 10K driver is, Just book in with your local golf shop or professional to arrange a ping club fitting and I'll see you out there with my ping gear. It's week 47 of the golfing calendar and what a win from the incredible Minwoo Lee in the Australian PGA. But it's not over. Next, the Australian Open. What a massive fortnight for golf in Australia, huh? Big thanks to Ping. They'll help you play your best. You can get a Ping club fitting from your local golf shop or professional. And what a great Chrissy Prezi idea for someone, or maybe for yourself. And the Golf Clearance Outlet. They're in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Perth, and online at golfclearanceoutlet.com.au. But now, the hosts of the number one Australian golf podcast, here's Nick O'Hearn and Mark Allen. Strap in. It's a big episode of Talk Birdie to Me. You've made it. You've made it in this town, son. I've made it. You have made it. <laughs> okay. Because on Monday morning, I flicked on uh, 3AW like I always do in the morning. Uh-huh. And John Anderson came on at 6.25 a.m. and gave the quiz question. Okay. Quiz question was, what player is the only player on earth to ever beat Tiger Woods? Not once, but twice wow. in match play. Did you call in? No, but at 6.30, <laughs> you'd made it. Nick O'Hearn's oh, name came out of the barrel and bang, someone won a couple of bottles of the Bordley wine. Thank you. Yeah, beautiful. And you are now I think entrenched. I, I, I could be. I think in the in the Trivial Pursuit <laughs> edition, I, I think I actually have another record as well. Oh, what's that? Which you probably would never have heard this. No, I haven't, but I, who, I'm in. Who won the last official tour event of the millennium? Oh, because we're last. We are last. We're last. And you know which tournament's last? Coolum. Coolum. The 1999 Coolum Classic. Unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned wine a second ago. Yes. Uh, I just want to read a quick message we got today. Okay. Uh, This is from Mark Willoughby. Hey, boys, enjoy the Margaret River wine this week after Min Woo's win. So, Nick. Mark and I yeah, are very we're much looking forward to this Margaret River wine. Is it in your bag? Is it? Where <laughs> is it? See it there. It's not in your bag. Look, I got home very late. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I been down on the golf course all day. Here we oh, go. come on! And hang on. You when are, when are you guys? When are you guys doesn't make excuses. When are you guys going to bring in a bottle? <laughs> However, if I had of, it certainly would have been a 
Let's see, a nice Margaret River, probably a Cab Merlot, something like that. It's a beautiful oh, place. Probably yeah. doesn't actually make the grade, really. Yeah. Well, I well, might have one tonight. Well, <laughs> can I say this? Um, I sat on my couch all week. wasn't working. Sat on sat on the couch <laughs> all week, and the, the the broadcast and the coverage was fabulous. Really, really well done to uh, PGA TV and Jam TV. Yeah, everybody involved. It was fabulous. It really was. They did a great job. But let me tell you this. I didn't realise Minwoo Lee had the short game that he possesses. I really thought it was all wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, off the tee, a reasonable wedge player and a putter good enough to win tournaments. But what he displayed from just for me watching, I don't know, I must have watched about six or seven hours from Thursday to Sunday. Every time he missed the green, he did something spectacular when I was watching anyway. Uh, and then the highlights, you watch the highlights, Nick, you know, the chip in on nine on the last day. And mm. There was another one. Uh, I don't know what hole it was, a little short hole, and he was in the rough. Twelve. He, thank you. Beautiful pitch. That was spectacular as well. Did, did you know much about the, the short game he possesses? Oh, because I, it was just for everyone to well, see. He's West Australian. They've all got great short games no, over there. <laughs> that's not true. No, I think a lot of it comes from probably chipping comps with his sister, Min G. And I, I knew he was very he was very good short game. Mm. Everyone talks about his length, but when you have that much length, you need to be a good wedge player because you're going to have a lot of wedges. Yeah. Uh, the putting, I wasn't quite sure how good he was because I haven't seen much of him. He's been on the DP World Tour, so I haven't covered a lot of that uh, for obvious reasons, but it, it was an interesting start to Sunday's round. Like, he hit it so far down one. He had a three-shot lead over uh, Hoshino, the Japanese player. Hit it so far down one that he was too close yeah. to the green. I mean, he probably should have hit three woods so he get a fuller shot in because the pin was tucked sort of front right and he flares one over the back and the short game wasn't quite on song there. He had a pretty tough lie there. It was against the grain. But, uh, and then Hoshino birdies the first two. He makes a bogey on the first, and all of a sudden we're all square, and everyone's going, hang on, hang on, this isn't the script we were hoping for. Well, normally we say a lead always gets eaten away, yeah. and it's happened, what, in the first hole? <laughs> two holes. Two holes. It took two holes, yeah. But by the fourth, they were still tied, and Joaquin Neiman made a hole in one mm. on the, now I have to get this right, the CCEP $1 million hole. Yeah, yeah. He made it on the Sunday, but the million dollars was on the Saturday. Oh, it oh, was not. Yeah, it was wow. tough. They had all these kids out, you know, hitting with the groups and everything. And the million dollars was on the Saturday, not the Sunday. So Joaquin Neiman makes a one, gets the honour on the next, which is fantastic. Not the million dollars, but he's, he's in live golf anyway, so he's, yeah. he's cashed up. Pocket change. Uh, but Minwoo Lee, almost, we almost had two in about 20 minutes. Did you see he shot into four? It yes. It was incredible. The little low draw. The low draw to oh, back left pin. And that's what sort of kicked him off and fired him up. And uh, and then he made a few birdies to front nine. And then obviously the chip in on the ninth was sensational. He went nuts. That's the most animated I've ever seen him. It was very, very impressive. And then, as you mentioned, the pitch on 12, mm. knocked it stiff. Uh, and then also he had a really good chip on 15, the par five. Yeah. He was just on the upslope short of the green. And uh, hit a great shot to two feet, and that was basically Iced tournament it. over. Yeah, pretty it, was, much. it was all done and dusted. Uh, I heard you on SEN today talking about him. I was on with three AWs, mm. uh, Neil Mitchell, and uh, I did a bit of research. Don't do it too often when it involves golf, but I, I did uh, this time with uh, Min Woo Lee, and a hundred thousand TikTok uh, followers. Is Over 200,000. Is that inst- all? I yeah. would have thought he had more. Well, this is, this is where I saw. I've, mm. I, I haven't got a TikTok account, so I didn't go check it out. Over okay. 200,000 on Instagram. Wow. Um, 
you know, word of mouth is big, uh, and the modern day word of mouth is social media. Mm. And I was talking with Neil about it because he wanted to know what um, let him cook meant. And I said, well, listen, you know, Phil Mickelson had, he, he was always hitting bombs. Uh, DJ just sends it. That's what he is. And he goes, what send it? I was, send it over the trap, send yep. it over the corner, just send it. Um, you had John Daly with Grip It and Rip It. Yes. And now you've got Min Woo Lee. He's come along with Let Him Cook. And the more I, I read about it, you know, you've got Golf Digest. They're calling him, is it golf's first, um, what was the term they used? Um, TikTok golfer, basically. No, 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 no. no. Cult, cult, cult hero. Really? And I thought, you know, there's been a few cult heroes in the game of golf before. I mean, the Walrus was one and Chi Chi Rodriguez. Arnie's Army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's been a few. But they were saying because of the things he is doing on uh, social media Mm. um, and just his... Uh, following whenever he tees it up in an event now, it, it's quite staggering, really, isn't oh, it? It's the, the the young people he's bringing into the game is fantastic. Now, Dan, you just looked it up on, what was that, Instagram? No, that's TikTok. That's TikTok, 250,000 250, followers. Yeah, that, that'll, that that'll be more. And on, on 17, it was it was fantastic. It was the party hole, you know, they, yeah. they have it, and it is it is what it is, the, yeah. the party hole, you know, the... the <laughs> Thing yeah. was, it was the Southern Comfort Party Hall, yes. so yeah. there was a lot of people uh, imbibing in yeah. the afternoon, and as as the day went on, it sort of got louder and louder, obviously. But uh, he put the chef hat on yeah. on the green, and you know, got the Viking clap going. Yeah. Everyone was right into it. I don't think he would have done it with a one shot lead, but he had a three or a four shot lead yeah, at that just point. Just a crazy risk. Could you imagine, you know, with a one shot lead, well, if he decides to do all that sort of mm. stuff? And, you know, maybe the drive that he hit on 18 actually just yep. rolls a couple of balls more and it falls <laughs> into the front. Of, he's got a yeah. down slope. He goes for it. He leaves it in, rolls back into his footprint. You know, you just, you can't, you couldn't have risked it. But with four shots, yeah. it, was it was fabulous. Yeah. Oh, now I'm going to ask you, what about if he had a two-shot lead? I don't think he would have done it with a two-shot three. lead. Three, yes. yes. Do it with three. Four, for sure. I mean, Jed yeah. Morgan, remember him when he yeah. won a couple of years ago? He had like a nine or a ten-shot lead, and he was giving it everything, yeah. <laughs> pumping fist all the way down 17. Watching at home, it almost looked a little bit a little bit live-esque almost. Cause yeah. I remember at one yeah. point there was Eye of the Tiger was playing, it was, you know, the crowd was singing. It looked, looked fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, everyone was getting into it, for sure. It's, it's one of those holes where, you know, it's okay every now and then. I don't think you'd want it every week. And some of the players, you could tell, they were getting a bit, you know, yeah. a bit frustrated with it all, trying to get people to quieten down. But for the most part, I think everyone embraced it. And yeah. it's it's one of those deals. It's like playing in Phoenix. Yeah, The 16th hole, the stadium hole in Phoenix, is the most insane crowd you'll ever hit a golf yeah. shot in front. And they will let you know if you don't hit a good shot. Yeah, that's right. They will give you it no end. Um, now, if you don't like it, don't play. It's pretty simple. simple. Very simple solution to that. So I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I think if you don't like it, it's just a situation in Australian golf where you've got to grit your teeth, play the hole, and get out of there. Yep. It's as simple as that. And you know, it's easy to say in America if you don't want to, if you don't like it, don't play because you've got forty other events that are worth almost as much. Mm. But here in Australia, you've got what two million this week. I think it's three and a half million next week. Um, you can't really skip these ones. No, that you can't. You actually uh, you can't skip it. If you're here in Australia and you haven't got a DP World Tour card or you're not somewhere yeah. special, you actually just got to grit your teeth on 17, mm. cop it, and get on with it. And it's as simple as that because the colour that gets it to a $2 million event 
and next week as well, is important in this day and age. No, absolutely. And Minwoo, he just went to the top of our order of merit, and they've you know six yeah. or seven events. So it is you know the money with this and the points that come with it is obviously huge. So all the young players do have to do it. And the other player I was really happy to see play well was Mark Leishman. Yeah, he shot a seven under bogey free sixty four, and he looks mm. really good right now. I mean, yeah. he he was in full flight and. He could be my pick going into the Open this week. Yeah, okay. Um, mm. I wanted to talk about Curtis Luck just briefly as well. Yeah. Lovely to see him go well. His yes. uh, putting is is incredible. I just love what he does. Yeah, the really high heads. Yes, the, the shaft line definitely isn't going up the forearms. No, no. It's, it's almost, I reckon it's, it's the way I remember Aaron Baddeley putting when he won. It's the way I remember it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe my memory of what Aaron was doing back in those days is incorrect, but super high hands. Um, but it, to see him and Minwoo Lee in that top four, uh, it took me back. Uh, I, I used to do this thing called AO Radio. Okay. And there was a, uh, a Australian Open at Royal Sydney. And the two, there was three amateurs. I forget who the other amateur was, but they'd all made the cut. One of them was Curtis Luck. He just won the US Amateur. The other one was Minwoo Lee. He wasn't far off. He just won the US Juniors, which is the under 18. And if you don't know... Min, Minji Lee won the US Juniors as well. They became the first brother and sister to wow. ever win the US Juniors. So um, what we were doing at the time, there was, you know, there was quite a few uh, hosts of the radio. We had our draft, and that's where the draft comes ah, from, okay. from when we were commentating. So we had our draft back then. And Curtis Luck was the, you know, obviously the pick, but we all picked Minwoo Lee. And it was just, he just had the length, yes. you know. He just had the length. And watching the golf on the TV, to see him blow it by Scotty by, what was it, you know, 15, 20 steps every second tee shot mm. where, they, where they were firing, the advantage of this young man that he has off the tee is extreme. And you just don't see people hit it that far and pitch that well. It, yep. it just doesn't happen very often. And he backed it up with the putter as well. He's got the... Uh, yep. Uh, heel off the ground with yep. the putting, yeah, which I, I didn't. The only thing I'm a little concerned with him is on the shorter putts, every now and then with a three or four foot, he does take a little extra time, an extra second or two over the ball. And, you know, every now I saw a stroke which wasn't that great. But, you know, he, he, he obviously yeah. it didn't matter because he ended up winning the tournament. But um, he played with Scotty on Saturday, and that was an interesting pairing because it was the old and the new coming mm. together. And uh, I think they played with John Lyris as That's well, right. who's a really good player. He had, didn't didn't have a great day, unfortunately. But Scotty had a real chance. He was hanging in, playing solid, and then all of a sudden on the back nine, a couple of bogeys, Minwoo makes a few birdies, and bang, he's gone. It was gone. incredible. Scotty mm. only shot one under for the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, he's 11 under through two days. And What did it look like to you? Because I, I heard you talking about on day three that he'd only missed four greens. So mm. it, it wasn't just it. the old... Didn't hold the putts, was it? Um, he he didn't really hit it that close uh, on, the on on the weekend, so he didn't really make anything. And then when he did miss a green, he didn't get it up and down, basically. Just a couple of bogeys, a couple of birdies. There was really nothing happening for him. I mean, mm. he still shot level par on Saturday. Yeah. So. I heard you on Monday uh, talking about uh, talking on SEN, and I heard you talking about uh, Cameron Smith. Mm. Uh, people were really concerned. <laughs> I don't know why they'd be concerned. He's a hell of a player. And one bad week doesn't mean much. Or did you see something else? Uh, the way he was hitting or swinging at the golf uh, ball. He, it was. It's strange. It's very weird to see Cameron Smith play poorly because you're so used to seeing him hit the ball well. And I didn't see him on the Thursday round. He shot two over par. He was off very early. So, mm. I mean, they tee off at six o'clock over there in uh, up in Brisbane, yep. which is very very yeah. early. 
Um, and then on the Friday round, we obviously had him on coverage the whole day. And from the get-go, I mean, he was missing greens with wedge. Ugh. He was coming up short, going long. He was just completely out of sync. And he was just – I think this is a golf course as well, Royal Queensland. When you try to push, because mm. the greens are quite small and the targets are fairly small – and if you're not on song, you're going to easily make bogeys, basically. And, and that kind of happened to him on the Friday. He was trying to get them all back in one, and he just couldn't do it. And to his credit, though, uh, Saturday, he was out there signing autographs Good. for all the kids most of the day, I believe. Yeah. And then Sunday, uh, he was out there practicing, working on his Good. game. So he's, yes. you know, he's serious about this coming week. Yeah, that's great. Because, um, you know, I think I, I saw him in tears, uh, like everybody I heard. did who watched it closely. Mm. Uh, not in tears. I don't think he was Holding sobbing. back tears. Or yeah, something, yeah. You know? he, he was welling up. Yeah. That's for sure. And, and I think that comes with, you know, if you get paid to come home for your National Open, well, getting paid to come back for National PGA and Open is another thing. I mean, it, me, if I was those guys, I, I would like to think that I would come back for free if I was those guys. I'm not, though. And, and they do what they do for their own reasons. And good luck to them. Um, but I can't help but think that one of the reasons that he would well up and would be that emotional is because when you take that money and you do not perform on the weekend that would be that would that would hurt you inside uh, that 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 i mean do you have, have you ever accepted appearance money in australia nick this is a kind of a personal question I'm asking um, you on the podcast i'm trying to think going back <laughs> if i did it wasn't, it wasn't very much, much yeah. because <laughs> no what they used to do was give us uh, accommodation yeah. and well, that, flights no, that's uh, great and that sort of thing, but I don't think they've got um, cold hard cash. I don't think so. But yeah. I don't hold me to that. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Yeah, okay. I'll talk to my uh, my, my my old agent. <laughs> so you see what's happening yeah. here? His pile of cash was so large. <laughs> no, it he, wasn't. He, didn't he just know. didn't no, know no, what no. was going on back in the day. That's the problem. Yeah. But the, the, funnily enough, there was a weird situation <laughs> once when I was I was doing quite well in the U.S. I probably shouldn't talk about this. Yeah, but come on, no, come on, no. let's go, let's go. And I was at Augusta, and um, and they wanted me to. There was a tournament on the European tour. I wasn't playing European tour at this stage. I was over in PGA tour. Yeah, yeah. And they've gone, look, um, we we want you to come play in Germany. There was a tournament going on, and uh, I said, sorry, I, I'm full on schedule. Oh no, no, we'll pay you to go. And they, they sort of offered a figure, and uh, I said, look, no, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm. You we'll know, just I'll, say I'll, no to Nick. We need to know. No, no, no. I'm not going to say. <laughs> what did you but, say? That, was but, it 100000 But in the end, you did know you what? you say no to 100000 But in the end, I do have a price <laughs> <laughs> because they kept going up. Oh, and I've said, no, no, I'm not going to go. And, and my agent said, uh, look, they came back again. I said, oh, really? What did they come back with? I said, no, it's, it's going to affect this and that. And, yeah. and in the end, they said... Well, they've actually doubled it. I said, oh okay, bugger it, let's do it. But as it turned out, it worked out that it was uh, the week after the British Open, I think, okay. something like that. So that's so, handy. You so were was, over there anyway. I was over there anyway, but I didn't want to do it at the time because it just didn't, I don't know, there was something going on. But in the end, Good we, on you. we take the cash. So you should. Absolutely. Nick, so you should. If you're, if you're, <laughs> well, so, you're trying to make a living for your family and all that sort of thing. That's right. And yeah. look, you know, Greg, Greg, when Greg Norman was Tiger Woods, his argument for coming back, well, what he did for Australian golf was unbelievable. I mean, he played in them all. But he said, listen, if, I, if my name's on the poster and you're making money off my name, then maybe I should be getting something. And I don't think he bent them over back then. Mm. I don't think it was ridiculous uh, for someone you know who was the biggest figure in golf at the time. He was, he was enormous. Um, so his argument was, you know, if you're, gonna, if you're making money off me, yeah, 
then I want I want some in. And I think back in those days, they actually were making money. Mm. But I'm not sure that's the case anymore. I don't think they do make a lot of money. I think the tournament's just a run. But back in the day when Shark was around... Yeah, the promoters the, did very well. They, the yeah. promoters were making yeah. a stack of cash. And, a and stack. A, and for those big superstars, I mean, when Tiger came down and played the Masters yeah. or, or whatever he did, and they, you know, the, the figure was yeah. two, million two three or three million, million whatever, whatever it was... It was. Yeah. I mean, for him, it's worth it. That's absolutely And the government it. were going, you know, we actually probably... We would have paid more. We would have paid more. Exactly. Yeah. It was a bargain. As a viewer, you guys are pros, but as a viewer, I was happy to see Cam Smith actually really feeling that because yeah. I, I, mm. want, I, want I want to see the Aussies passionate about it and want to do, want yeah. to do well and want to do better. So I, was, I thought, you know, it's a good thing. I was glad that he, if he was unemotional for taking the appearance money and didn't care, that would have hurt me. I mean, I don't, it's not that I don't want to, you know, if he, if he was just normal and then came and practiced, that, that's enough. You know, just be there. I, I, would, I would have loved him in the commentary booth for a little bit. Yeah, I it would have been good. I, I wish mm. that, I, I, and I don't know, you probably don't know either, whether he was asked or not. Um, but I would have liked to have seen him, you know, give us half an hour or an hour of your time on Saturday and, and early on Sunday. I would, I would have liked that. But what he did anyway, which was the autographs and the practicing and there's Cameron Smith, you know, he still had yeah. something to do if he went to the golf. We, we had Nicholas Colsarts come I in heard him. over the weekend. I heard him. But on the – no, it was on the Friday, I think, we actually had him uh, mic'd up on the golf course. Did you see that? No, okay. I didn't see that. Right at the end, he was talking, you know, we, we, we went to him, he's got the AirPods in and we're yeah. chatting away and oh, how's it going? He says, well, and he was funny. He goes, if you want to know where not to hit it and not how to play this golf course, you're following the right guy right now. <laughs> <laughs> and he went through and explained. He said, look, you know, I birdied the first, the second hole, I hit it left down into that little wetland area, knocked it to a foot and I'm thinking, happy mm. days. He got up there, hit the wrong ball. Oh, you're kidding me. Hit the wrong ball, had to go back, found his ball, made triple, and then it was over Has from there. Has he got text stuff all over his I golf ball like was... every other pro out there? <laughs> but anyway, as we're chatting along with him, uh, it might have been on like the 13th hole or something, and I asked him about the Ryder Cup and what that was like, and right at the end he goes, um, yeah, it was fantastic to get the win because we always love effing beating those Americans. And oh, he, let, he, he let the F-bomb go. On TV. On TV. Yeah, which was fascinating. And he does some commentary Truth. over in the European tour. So, But in the end, we just sort of said, hey, he's passionate about it. And he goes, well, isn't that normal here in Australia? And I said, yeah, sure, you can hey, get mate, away with you it. You watch the ABC late at night, <laughs> you see, you get the whole gamut of swear words, I can promise you. Are you seriously saying, because I didn't see it, he hit the wrong ball? Yes. Yes, yeah, on the second yes. hole. Yes. Yeah. Have you guys ever done that? No. I, I haven't. No. 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 Because every pro puts their little marking yeah. on it. Like yeah. I always had a blue dot. What he forgot was the range backs onto the second hole, uh, and they're using the same. They were using uh, the tightless bolts, and he that's not what with he the big, used. Not with the big range. I don't know if it's got that on <laughs> well, it. Well, practice. <laughs> Those tightless balls used to yeah. have a big practice. Well, on I them. think his ball, the ball was down in the long grass, so he didn't actually get down there and actually have a look because yeah. he was in the hazard. Maybe he couldn't identify it. I don't know. So should, maybe that was why he did should it. Should there so. be a penalty for the wrong ball? I think there should be just yeah, for, just for, for being stupid. Sheer stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but um, um, hey, I want to ask you about uh, Royal Queensland as well yes. because I haven't seen the redo. I, I can only remember it the way it was, and look, the way it was for where it was on the you know Riverbank Flats um, and uh, the Story Bridge there, and you know Gateway Bridge, Gateway. Thank you. It was fine. Yep. You know, f all considering a flat piece of 
Clayland in Queensland. They did an amazing job. Yeah, I liked it. What did it look like? What What do you think of it now after the redo? Now, Mike Clayton, golf design, was doing it, and Mike Clayton's got a lot of uh, credit. Michael yeah. Cocking was involved when all this was going on okay. as well. I didn't know all that, but you mentioned yeah. that earlier. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So what was the course like? It's uh, pretty wide off the tee, but the thing, the thing about it is the fairway bunkers, there's a lot of them in the middle of the fairway, mm. so you have to avoid those. That's important. And they're a bit scattered around. It's about working angles. There's a lot of space off the tee, so typical. It has a almost a sand beltish feel off the tee to it where it's quite wide, but it's obviously a different grass. Well, you it's mean a, a Royal Melbourne feel? Well, not quite. No, no. A Kingston Heath feel? Um, what's a whitish? Yeah, I suppose. In, in that. Yeah, Kingswood, uh, Peninsula Kingswood yeah, feel. Yeah, there you go. It's got there a Peninsula go. Kingswood feel off the that, that's probably what I would say, but it's you know we're talking um, what was it Queensland blue cooch or whatever it is that uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bermuda style grass it's, it's that the best they can survives do. in in the heat. It's amazing. The greens were the tricky part. A lot of grain in them. Even though there was a guy who said no, there's no grain in these, but trust me, there is. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a lot of uh, upside down saucer type greens. Pretty tricky uh, yeah. overall. But it, if you're long, like it, for you and I to play it, it's a very, very tough golf course. If you're long off the tee, you can escape a lot of the trouble and, and the wasteland areas. And I think for the bigger hitters, it's a little easier. So all you need is 190 miles per hour ball yeah. speed. Yeah, that'll do. I know. We'll, oh, well, just, I'll start practicing. We'll keep working on it, but anyway. Um, <laughs> hey, tell me about uh, the new live schedule is out. Yes. And, and you've seen it. So right. we knew Adelaide was back in its kind of regular spot, which is uh, in April. Late April. Yep. Um, did we get another go? Thankful, no, no, no. They've, well, they've got 12 events released. Apparently, last year was a 14-event schedule. Uh, the last two on the schedule haven't been announced yet, but they think they're going to be in Chicago and uh, what was the other one? Dallas, I well, think. I don't, don't think they're tell, going back to Miami. Don't tell Clive Palmer this. Oh, okay. He's, we've mentioned Coolum twice today. Re- uh, we have. Yes. Okay. Well, maybe it's not for next year. It could be maybe. the year after. Okay. Who knows? Right but on. it's uh, 12 events over about eight different uh, countries, so it's going to be very Good. much a global tour. Yep. Three of the events uh, will clash with three of the signature PGA Tour events. Which so ones? they're actually putting them up against them. Um, Mexico, the first event, yep. is up against Pebble, yep. AT&T. Uh, the next one is Houston, and that's going to clash with Memorial. Ooh. And then Nashville clashes with the Travelers. And I don't know okay. why the Travelers is a yeah. signature event, to be honest. Now, the Vegas event is the Super Bowl week. They've put wow. it that week, but they end on the Saturday. They've ended, ah, ended on the nice. Saturday. Super Bowl's on the Sunday. And that's actually the same week as the Phoenix event Smart. as well. That's clever. Yeah. Oh, it's the same um, week as the Phoenix. Yeah, yes. and, and Phoenix end finishes on a Saturday now, doesn't it? Doesn't uh, it just finish? Well, I think it did last year. Did it? Yeah, you're probably right. It didn't just finish early. So you could then go in your drinking stupor uh, <laughs> to somewhere else, to some bar and watch it. Yeah. They actually started finishing it on the Saturday, right, which makes okay. more sense. It's too big. Yeah, The Super Bowl is too big. The players want to see it. Everybody wants to see it. Yeah. And then the other sort of live news that came out, I guess, in the last week or so, but I didn't really follow it much, but they've apparently mm-hmm. Phil Mickelson started spreading rumors that John Rahm is going to live for $600 million US dollars. That was what sort of came out on social media a bit now for me. I will believe it, believe it yeah, when I see it. I can't see it. Yeah. They do have the same agent. Uh, we'll say that. He's good mates with Sergio, and you know he's, he's pulled out of the TGL, uh, which is yep. Tigers Golf League. But did you see that's been pushed back to 2025 because yes. the roof collapsed? 
I didn't know the roof collapsed. Roo- it was decimated. Yeah, the whole Are thing you collapsed. Joking? Yeah. As if they had people in there. It's the oh. first guy. And there's a huge cheer. You know, Tiger Woods has a hole in one. The place goes crazy, and the <laughs> roof fell down. Well, it's like imagine a, if that happened. It's like a big, uh, I don't know, circus tent or something. Okay. Who knows what it is? But uh, sounds, anyway, sounds like yeah. a circus to tell you the truth. Well, I have a feeling a couple of big name players will go though. Someone you know, maybe who didn't wear a cap in the Ryder Cup, and uh, and the other yeah. guy, Xander. I think those two maybe might go. But and Xander. Well, I think they they, they go as a package deal. Those two because they're best mates. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. They, they're good mates. So, well, like, see, they must know something, you know. To I'm, me, I can't imagine why those two or John Rahm would go. No, I know. I can't imagine because you can see what's happened. You mm. know, you, you can just you can just see what's happened. But if if the money's outrageous, then why wouldn't you? I guess. I mean, it's yeah. just generational wealth. Uh, for some of these characters. Yeah, real, be a real one for the books if Rory went because he was very, very critical. Yeah, well, he's, he's not yep. on the uh, – he's dropped off one of the – what, what board was he on? The the, the tour oh, board or the tour players? Tour policy uh, board, yeah. Tour policy board. He jumped off that in a hurry. Yeah, that's for sure. Hey, so, I heard a rumour. Oh, go on. I love rumours. I heard a rumour <laughs> that your new pings have arrived. They did. Did they? Oh, I just took them out today for their first hit. Yeah, so hang on, hang on. You can tell us about it. We've we, we got to go, we have a break. We, okay. We've got to have a break. Uh, a big thank you to the Golf Clearance Outlet. And I'm told, believe me, the bargains before Christmas are off the charts. Well, funnily enough, Golf Clearance Outlet. So I was at an outing last week at Kingston Heath. Yes. And I saw on the sheet, Sam Colosimo. Yes. He was going to play. Yes. I was, I was looking forward to him. And then... Cancelled. I don't know what happened. So he's to too Sam. busy, mate. He's, he's too, too busy, busy selling too, those gloves. He's too busy selling the <laughs> cheapest gloves, the cheapest best gloves in the world, and organising the biggest brands in the world. He's getting smashed at the moment. To get to the golf clearance outlet, mm. um, I'm going to go get a couple of party pies. I'll see you on the tenth tee. All right, cheers. No chicken sambos. <laughs> I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Now, if you haven't checked out the Golf Clearance Outlet, then you, I can guarantee you this, are missing out. And if you have, well, you know what we're talking about. Great time to drop in because with all the new equipment released in January, good old Sam at the Golf Clearance Outlet is licking his lips because the stores are chock full of 2023 branded clearance product. And you know, that was a hell of a year for golf equipment, Nick. You're spot on there, Mark. There's heaps of gear for righties, of course, but as you know, I am a lefty, so there's a heap of gear for lefties Mm. as well, and plenty for both men and women. And if you're after a great Prezi idea, you can get gift cards in-store or online. So if you're looking for great golf gear and great prices, the Golf Clearance Outlet needs to be in your plans to go and check it out. See the team in-store at Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane and Perth, or online, golfclearanceoutlet.com.au. It's that simple, Nick. Can't wait. Hang on, hang on, Nick. I thought you were righty putting now. Oh, that's right. I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hey, Nick, I know you've heard of the Watch My Numbers app. It is brand new and it is going to dominate the golf app scene for a long, long time. If you want to improve your game, you need to know the areas you're doing well in and where you need to improve. And this app will tell you exactly that, Nick. Yeah, you're spot on, Mark. It's the most powerful database golf app in the world and it helps analyze and improve your game like never before because it uses real-time data from your rounds and highlights the areas of your game that you want to look at. You get actionable and usable info in minutes, not hours. That's really important. It's easy to use. You can set up your profile very quickly. I've done mine. And start accessing data and subscriber-only content straight away. Hmm. Who's it aimed at? Well, it's aimed at people who want to improve their game. It's for all levels of every golfer out there, particularly powerful if you're a mid to low handicapper, but it's great for the elite level and pros as well. So elite and pros as well. I like that. Watch my numbers. Download it from the App Store and turn your bogeys in the birdies. Like the podcast? No. Maybe tell a friend. Drop them a text or share it on your socials. This is Talk Birdie to Me with Nick O'Hearn and Mark Allen. Right, are we right? Yep. So it is ridiculous because it doesn't matter who you are. No. When you get a brand new set of clubs, you're mm. excited. Have a look at you. Look at, look at the smile on him. <laughs> I remember when you got your He's like a little kid. You got your Titleist a while back, didn't you? Yeah, what were they? The, uh, the T-150s. It's the best decision I've ever I'll made in my entire life. I still yeah. love them. Well, a month ago when I went into the Ping uh, factory there and uh, – in Morty Alec and I, uh, you know, got fitted by, yes. by Matt Austin. Matt Austin. I and I've been playing for so long. And I wish I could see you getting oh, fitted because I know you'd walk in there. You'd know exactly what you wanted. <laughs> oh, you know what exactly what you want, but you had to go through the fitting. Oh, yeah. But I've never done it before, really. Yeah. So, I've always so, just... so how big a difference was there from what you thought you'd get to what you actually got? No, it's pretty much what yeah. I thought I'd get. <laughs> <laughs> they, had all, they have all my specs on file from years ago. Yeah. The only thing they don't have is the same shafts. Uh, the, old, right. the old ZZ Light shafts. Remember those? Yeah, they yeah. were good. So these ones came with dynamic gold. So I got the new Blueprint S iron, and jeez, they look good. I mean, I had the eye blades, and I thought they looked good, but these ones look even better. And I got the um, the new driver. It's, I tell you, I feel like Min Woo off the tee yeah. at the moment. <laughs> I know it's not going that far, but I feel like him anyway. So not well, creating the same speed. I love, I love that you're still excited about mm. getting a new set of clubs. It, it, it warms my heart. Last week, you guys were talking about uh, caddies and consumer, yes. how he oh, yeah, yeah. didn't have a caddy. And yeah. we had a, uh, had a, a uh, message from Greg who wants to have a chat to you about that. Okay. He's, got, he's got a question about it. So let's, uh, let's get Greg on. Let's give him a call. Do we know where Greg's from? No. Well, we're going to ask him. Oh, yeah. Through the power of the phone. I wonder if he's got a Nokia like you. Hey. <laughs> Calm your farm. Are you sure this is the right number? Well... Maybe not. <laughs> Hello, Greg speaking. G'day, Greg. It's Mark Allen and Nick O'Hearn. Yeah, good. Oh, we lost him. Yeah, I think we have, yeah. Oh, no. Are you driving, Greg? No, no, I'm I'm in the office. Oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah, I think we're good now. So. Fire away, Gregory. In relation to your chat last week, I, with the young New Zealand golfer, Kazuma? Kazuma Kabori. Correct. Kabori, yes, and the lack of a caddy. And I just thought I'd put my hand up. If, I ne- if he was needed one, I thought I'm the man. I'd do it for love. There you go. Oh, yeah. There, uh, there are plenty of, of people around, like Greg, that, that want to caddy, caddy for people and be involved for sure. Where, whereabouts do you play, Greg? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'm on the Central Coast at Kawinda Waters. Is that a Craig Parry design course? 
It is, actually, yes. I heard you talking about him last week. I did see where Kabori's an invite this week at the Australian Open. So um, have you, you might, might want to make your way down there and see if you can get it. Mate, you, <laughs> he, he, might let you, he might let you caddy in the practice round. Maybe, maybe. I, I don't know how good I'd be, though. I'd, uh, I'd be too busy looking around at all the other golfers, I think. I'd be, I'd be a bit starstruck. Well, I, I know this. Uh, I always felt bad for the caddies during the practice rounds. I don't know about you, Nick, but the amount of running around they oh, did, they, yeah. the amount of running around, they, 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 that's where they earn their money. That's where you pay them the big bucks, oh, Mike. Yeah, on the, <laughs> on the Tuesday and the Wednesday, if you've got practice rounds on those days, the, the amount of work and the amount of chasing golf balls and rolling them back and cleaning clubs and checking yardages and God knows. What else, Nick? Have I missed anything? Uh, yeah. Cleaning shoes, I'm not sure. Cleaning shoes, <laughs> telling a few jokes, trying to keep their player happy. So many things. If I was given a shot at being a caddy, I'd, I'd be rubbing necking all over the place trying to get my eyes on some of these stars. <laughs> How did you go about when you saw your your idols? Well, I, I was lucky because I was a caddy before I turned pro. So um, I did all my rubber necking when I was 15. You know, when I was caddying for a guy called Ian Roberts who was a young superstar. He won the Tassie Open, and then I ended up catting for David Ferrity. And you know, I, I just I couldn't get over the, the practice rounds of David Ferrity. You know, we were playing with Sam Torrance and Ian Woosnam <laughs> and Nick Faldo, and I was just fifteen years old. And you know, these guys were talking to me like I was their friend. I, I just couldn't believe it. So I, I got all that out of my system when I was fifteen. I was lucky. You catting for Mark? Uh, sorry, for David Ferrity explains a lot. Actually, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, but um, yeah, I mean, when I first went out on tour and all of a sudden you're paired with Greg Norman or whoever, it's, yeah, I mean, like most people would, you are crapping yourself basically. Mm. But mm. the thing about being a professional golfer is if you want to do it for a living, you have to get used to that sort of thing. And you get in your own bubble pretty quickly for sure. And if you do let it affect you, well, then you try and learn from it and figure it out next time. But if you're rubbernecking as a caddy, you may not survive very long on the caddy tour because you're there to do a job for your player and not uh, not watch everyone else. But uh, I love that you're so keen anyway. Yep. Hey, hey, Greg, just, just before you go, I, I just wanted to say, Nick, you know, he, he made it sound easy then, uh, but it's it's actually difficult. Some players just can't handle no. playing with big-name pl- players. No. Some players just cannot, and, and they actually lose their way. Um, and it does take a special kind of not only game but a special kind of mindset and it's a selfish I'm going to beat you today mindset mm. that not every professional golfer had uh, and Nick certainly had that and you know, I have to go back to beating Tiger twice in match play never, I've never heard that story we half joke about it these <laughs> days because we say it all the time but the mindset to be able to do those things it's rare, and uh, the man uh, the man on the other side of the desk had it, for sure. It's a, It was a really good question, is what I'm trying to tell you. Appreciate it. Love the chat, guys. Good on you, Greg. All right. All the best. What a, uh, what a nice bloke Greg was. Good mm. man. Uh, got a bit of feedback here, guys. Oh, here we go. And the first bit of feedback is a very similar one to what Greg just asked. Okay. This is from Nick. Nick has said, hey guys, love the pod, but I was somewhat taken aback at these young pros playing tournaments without caddies. I'm in Melbourne. I'd happily caddy for someone when the tour's in town or nearby. I'm a 10 handicap, so I won't be a great help with the pro stuff, but I can lighten the load. I can take bunkers. I can collect divots. Yeah. How would I, and this is a serious question, how would I volunteer and can I? Cheers, Nick. Well, look, in the old days, there was no volunteering. You just wait on Monday and uh, you wait by the pro shop and 
you know, you, you'd get a bag. But if you and I get our way mm. for all the smaller tournaments, I think everybody in the last four or five groups should have a caddy. I think it looks better on the TV, and we're actually saving players from themselves a bit and just getting them to the mindset that you need a caddy to be any good in this game. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. And I think uh, locally, for instance, here around Melbourne, we've got a few tournaments coming up after Christmas. Yes. We've got TP, sorry, the WPS event at Rosebud. Yes, we've got the Sandbelt Classic coming Sandbelt up. Sandbelt Classic before Christmas. We've got the National event, and we've also got the Heritage in the Yarra Valley. So there is a few chances there where he might be able to uh, pick up a bag. Who knows? Speaking of gigs, Peter uh, has a message in. He wants a job uh, with Talk Birdie to me. Oh, Peter said, I'd like to apply to be Nick's video guy. He always looks <laughs> to be at awesome courses when he does the masterclass tips. That would be a sweet gig. Well, it's just here at Sandy Golf Links, to tell you the I truth, know. right across yeah. the road from um, Royal Melbourne. Occasionally Cathedral. Australian Golf Headquarters, yeah, occasionally Cathedral and a couple others, but mostly here. I think the subtext of this is that, uh, uh, Mark, your filming is terrible. Yes, that's what he was basically saying. where I thought it was going. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's basically (laughs) what it's saying. I think it's implied. Chapman has written in, hey guys, I'm getting back into watching golf after watching the Ryder Cup a little while ago. Uh, Listening to you guys talking about what it means to be a pro is absolutely enlightening. No. That's very nice. Great. Fantastic. Now, Min Woo, uh, obviously, massive win, as uh, you guys have talked about. Uh, Lee's written in, well done, Min Woo. But more than this win, I've loved the Host Plus ads with our man, Nico Hearn. Ah, yes. So well, I was, hey, to- hey, hey, I I was told about stupid them. ads. <laughs> what are you told? Well, it was on Channel 9. I was only watching on Fox. Oh, there yeah, you okay. go. Well, give us a run through. What, what did you say? Well, I... I- I don't know what, what the ad actually showed in it, but it was just a, you know, I had a golf club in my hand and that, and then they went through all their superannuation options and all this sort of oh stuff. Cause that's, God. and right at the end I go, that's a plus. <laughs> 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 but I had to do it in a variety of ways that I, I guess they probably picked the most cheesy one yeah, because, they for because sure. my wife and kids, they said, ah, oh, we saw you on the TV. And oh, that was funny. That's oh, great. that is very that's funny. funny. Uh, SJ Willow has also said, he's talking about Min Woo Lee here, Australia's best and most exciting player at the moment. Yep. No doubt about it. I do argue. It's mm. a bit like uh, the boxer with the big killer punch. You know, he, he just hits it that far off the tee. It's great to watch. Um, does it with a smile on his face. Uh, and he's bringing people through the gates, which is the most important thing. Megastar. Pete Brown, love the podcast, guys. Nick, you touched on the PGA playoff at Coolum. Was that the one where you hold a bunker shot to win after a number of playoff holes? That is correct, yeah. Yes. It took me four goes. Yep. <laughs> four playoff holes. Yep. And Rye has written in, Rye Coleman has written in, this is about your masterclass, Marco, a couple of weeks ago on uh, It's All in the Hips. Yes. And he said, mm. Marco, is this with every club off the tee or the fairway? Every club. Yeah, every club. Probably you don't want to do it too much when you're chipping and pitching, but mm. they even even then they kind of move. Yeah. It's all in the hips, yeah. What was, what was the guy's name? It in. What was his name? The guy who was a club, oh. not Club Lang, who was, um, oh, come on. Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed, yeah. yeah. Carl Weathers. That's Carl Weathers one. is his name. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Well, now, <laughs> just sit back and go. relax. Here Let's have go. a listen. It's so good. It's... I love that intro. Ever since you, <laughs> yep, all right, you brought that to our attention. Well, we, we say this is the last time we talk about it. All right, okay. So now it is just part of that part the of the ping show. Global results. Part of the furniture. Okay, yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna start the ping global results a little differently because usually it's tournament results. But last week at the PGA Championship, they had the PGA Awards, 
And they had the Greg Norman medal given to the player yeah. from Australia who was, I guess, voted the best out yes. of, had the best year. And that went to Minji Lee. Yes. Three times now, a record. Minwoo, he's hoping for just one. Just so. one. <laughs> anyway, she defeated Cam Smith and all those in How that How big one. will it be? Mm. And think about the world news. I mean, one, if brother and sister, one Australian opens at the same courses in the same week. I think it could happen this week. It could it easily could happen. happen. It might even have something to do with my top five a little later. Ooh, so anyway, right. we'll, we'll get there shortly. Okay. But okay, Australian PGA Championship, which was also co-sanctioned with the DP World Tour. We covered, obviously, Min Woo. He was cooking and he won his first title here. Um, Hoshino finished second, Leach four, which was great. Curtis Luck. Uh, sorry, he finished fourth. Leishman finished third. Mm. Um, the other DP World Tour event that was going on at the same time, the Joburg Open yeah, over in well, South Africa. I didn't see what happened. Mm. No Aussies playing, unfortunately, but uh, what was his name? Tristan Lawrence. He, he was leading by a bit, a few shots going into the final round. Shot a shocking last round. Five yeah. over 75, but that happens. <laughs> South uh, African Dean Burmester. He won uh, shooting a 66. I've seen him play a little shots. bit. He's uh, an interesting-looking player. Yeah, really good player. Yep. On the Ladies European Tour, the final event of the season, our own Kirsten Rudgley, the Mount Lawley member, had a two- or three-shot lead going into the final round, and unfortunately she didn't <laughs> win. Uh, <laughs> I would have he's definitely. Get, he's getting Hollywood uh, now. Look, he's, got, <laughs> yeah. he's got the intro and he's developing yeah, this little Hollywood I'm sort of streak. It. Yeah, it's no, good. it was the uh, the Spanish Open opened to Spana. Aditi Ashuk from India, two shot win over your favourite name player. Go on, Anne Van Dam. Yeah, 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 good. It's a great name, isn't it? Mm. Kirsten unfortunately uh, didn't quite win. She finished uh, fourth, but she also finished. On the order, uh, 30th on the order of merit. A great mm. uh, great first up year for her over there. So she'll be back playing. Is Anne Van Dam playing this week in the Aussie Open? I don't think she... I'll, I'll have to look that one up. We'll, we'll look we it up. We will check. I we'll hope check. she is because yeah. you need to get you need yeah. to fly to Sydney and yeah, go yeah, follow her, I, I think. I <laughs> anyway, that is our Ping Global Results. Not much happening this week other than obviously just these events here in Australia. Right, it's time for this week's Top 5. And in honour of Minwoo Lee, Minji Lee, the siblings, I'm going for the top five siblings in golf. Oh, you're going to have to dig deep. There couldn't yeah. be many. Well, and if the Nicholas boys, what about Gary and Jack Jr.? Are they going to be on that list? Sorry, they I, weren't much I, good. But I, did, I didn't know. That's why they're not on the list. So, <laughs> so you've got to be decent. You've got to be decent. So I'm giving a special mention to a couple. So it's really a top seven. Oh. Uh, I'm going to give a special mention to... One that we just commentated on the other day, Kazuma Kabori and his sister Momoka Kabori, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. who has won on the Challenger PGA Tour. Ten years time, you might have to find room for them. I yeah, reckon. I think so. So special mention to them, and also special mention to Rasmus and Nikolai Hoygaard. Oh, rubbish! They didn't make rubbish. my top five. Rubbish! How could they not be in your well, top five? My number five, and this one, it was a tough one to sort of put in. But if I don't put them in, it, I'll, I'll be you know sledged from all angles. Yeah. Brooks and Chase Kepka. Okay, I've got to go with the heaviness of five major wins from Brooks. Chase Kepka, I know he's winless, oh. but his brother makes up for a lot. Oh, you hurt me with that. You've left out Rasmus and Nicola, and you've put those only because five of the weight, five majors. That's big. Okay. Well, did Jack Ni- does Jack Nicholas have a brother? <laughs> <laughs> I'm horrified with that. Oh, wow. 
Well, I, oh, I can't believe I'd, the I'd put Tyler, oh, I'd man. put Tiger and Charlie Woods in there, but it's not yeah, siblings. Okay. So right. anyway, um, right. okay. So number four, the Molinaris. Yeah, oh, very good. Eduardo and Francesco. I forgot about the Molinaris. Yeah, I know you did. Francesco won the 2018 Open, and Eduardo has won three DP World Tour yeah. events. So and, very and, strong form. And he won the US Amateur, not Francesco. Uh, the other one won the U.S. Amateur with Francesco mm. caddying for him in the U.S. Amateur. Okay. There you go. Well, there you go. There's a bit of stupid history. Number <laughs> number three. I love both of these sisters' golf swings. Oh, yeah, yeah. The quarters. Yes. Jessica and Nelly. Jeez, I don't know who's going to be one in two because they're good. They're good. Nelly's won a major, the PGA, yep. women's PGA, and Jessica's won six times on the LPGA Championship. Number two, another pair of sisters. Who? The Jutanagans. Uh, Aria, really? Aria yeah. and Moria. Tanagan. Yeah. Aria's won two majors and also has 12 wins on the LPGA Tour. Moria's won yeah. a few times on the LPGA. So that's str- I know yeah. that was a bit of a dark horse for you. Yeah. You were looking at me. Yeah, going, really? no, yeah. that's good. You've, you've backed it. You know, okay. you, uh, is it a, which, uh, say the names again. Aria and Moria. Tanagan. When, when Aria first came out to the Australian Open, she came out years ago and I think she won. Did she win the Australian Open? Uh, could have, yeah, but she'd see stingers on yeah, two yeah. irons. Yeah, she came out and, the, and they couldn't say her name. And she said, it's really, really easy. Think of motorbike. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, I love it. Fantastic. <laughs> and number one, I'm going local just because, hey, they're going to win the Australian Open yeah. this week. Minji yeah, and Min Woo. Can't fold it. No. Well done. And I apologize for uh, not getting the Hoyguards in there, Mark. So yeah, do I don't know how you'd not. I don't yeah, well, who, who would you put out of those five? The Kepkas. Kepkas, yeah, oh, five majors. That's tough. Yeah, but I you're right. I don't know. Yeah. The other Kepka even be? I mean, you, at the bare minimum, I think you have to be on a tour. Now, I'm not sure whether Liv counts. Okay. All right. Well, I'll put him out and the Hoygaard's coming yes, in at I number five. I never thought I'd get my way. <laughs> no. I, I, no. I never thought I, 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 had, I was really tossing up, but I thought five majors or, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I know what you're trying to do, and it makes yeah. sense. And I'm trying to, you know. I mean, Brooks is probably the player of this century so far. Or is he? No, Tiger's still there. Uh, Tiger's tiger? still there. Tiger's still there. Yeah, of this decade. Of this, I would say. Of this La- decade. La- last 10 years. How's that? Last, I'll set up for the last 10 years. <laughs> hey, by the way, Anne Van Damme not playing this weekend. Oh, what what are the organisers doing at Golf Australia know. if they can't find room for <laughs> Anne Van Damme? On the name alone, she should be playing. Imagine if it was Minji Lee versus Anne Van Damme mm. coming down the last. It would have just been huge. Time for this week's Masterclass. And I'm going to rehash an old masterclass. Okay. I'm doing it on the that's, pitching. That's cheating. I know that, but it's worth it because okay. Minwoo's pitching this week and shipping was elite. And one of the things that I did notice, and I know that this, uh, there are lots of people out there who just never use this principle. So many people, you know, when you're under 80 yards, you're basically using the same club for all those shots when you pitch. You know, it's either the 56 or it's your lob wedge. It's one or the other. And you've got to judge how far to hit the ball. And Min Woo was doing it so well. And he doesn't judge how hard to hit the ball. It's really clear to my eye. He definitely judges how long his backswing should be to match up to how hard the ball comes off his golf club. Now, this sounds really obvious. It sounds ridiculously obvious. But unfortunately, not enough people do it. And this changed my short game when I was in 
Texas Tech, this principle, is instead of trying to work out how hard to hit the ball, try to judge how long your backswing should be to get the ball the required distance. It sounds kind of back to front. I don't know why it works, and I don't know why it's so easy when you do it, but it just is. So again, no matter whether the ball's back or the ball's forward, no matter whether the club's open or the club's shut, no matter whether you're trying to fade it or whether you're trying to draw it, stop trying to judge how hard to hit the ball and start trying to judge how long the backswing should be. And you try and match the follow-through with that backswing? You betcha. That's you that's go. part of your deal. Mm-hmm. It was never really part of my no? deal. Okay. But I've I've incorporated a little bit of what you do in because you are my short game coach <laughs> these days. And it definitely works as well. Very good. Are you commentating this week at the Australian Open? I am going to Sydney okay. shortly. Well, I'll just stay at home and yeah, watch on sorry, the TV buddy. again. <laughs> I'll <laughs> you, see you next hey, week. Hey, Mark, that's a plus. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Nick O'Hearn and Mark Allen's podcast, Talk Birdie to Me. And if you're looking for some new gear, Ping is absolute top class. Ping help you play your best. Contact your local golf shop or professional and they'll sort you out. And the golf clearance outlet who beat everyone's prices. They're in Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane and Perth and online at golfclearanceoutlet.com.au. Got a favour to ask, wherever you listen, if you get a chance to rate and review the pod, that would be fantastic. And if you subscribe, you'll never miss an episode. Talk Birdies and his executive producer is Dan Bradley at Kaizen Media and sound design is by Daryl Misson at loudzebra.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.